The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of Aussie-made on-demand videos to help you look to God daily. Be challenged by a series of apologetic interviews produced by Creation Ministries International and inspired by Helping Hands, which showcases people and organisations who make the world a better place. There are new videos being added every week in the free Vision Christian Media app. Just tap the Watch tab to see the growing selection. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. For 35 years, a Sydney man who had experienced a dramatic conversion to Christ would write with a piece of chalk, Eternity, across the footpaths of Sydney. Well, a man by the name of Richard Attia has produced a documentary about the life of Arthur Stace, and he joins us today to discuss this documentary. Richard, welcome. Thanks for having us, Andrew. Richard, it's a fairly well-known story in Australia amongst Christians especially, but what grabbed you about the story of Arthur Stace? Mate, if I said to you 20 years ago, actually more than 20 years ago, do you remember the, the Millennium Fireworks? Anyone who was around tend to say, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, do you remember the thing that happened right at the end? And I go, yeah, that word eternity, I still remember it. So a lot of people were remembering the, the eternity that appeared on the Harbour Bridge at the end of the Millennium Fireworks. And this project for us started long before COVID, and we wanted to release it as part of the 20-year anniversary of what I think is Australia's best fireworks ever, which was, uh, you know, bookended with Eternity on the Bridge. And we wanted to look at how this word continued to resonate in the last 20 years, or now through the 24, 25 years, since it appeared on the bridge. And so that's what this documentary is about, looking at Arthur Stace's story, looking at how this word made its way into our narrative, into our history, and looking at how the word continues to be used today so many years after its pinnacle of appearing on the bridge and also at the, the Sydney 2000 Olympic Games as well. Yeah, and obviously, so without COVID, this would have been released exactly 20 years after, but you had a slight hiccup there. But do you remember when you first saw that Eternity on the Sydney Harbour Bridge? Was that the first time you knew about the story or were you already aware of it? Uh, that was the first time I knew the story. I did Actually, I didn't even know the story. I just saw the word and I thought, oh, I wonder what, I wonder what that's all about. I had no idea. Um, I was a bit younger back then. I was um, would have been late teens, I think, um, um, at the turn of the millennium. And, yeah, the word eternity appeared. And then um, and I just remembered Eddie Maguire, who was hosting the Channel 9 coverage, he referenced this guy, Arthur Stace, who wrote Eternity on the Streets for 35 years, and it still exists in one of the bells across Sydney. And, and, that, and that just it just went into my head. It went into my heart, and I just remembered it. And uh, little did I know, you know, 20 years later, I'd be the one with the absolute privilege of telling the eternity story, or at least the next chapter of the eternity story. Because there's been a lot of people who have told various iterations of the word eternity and how it came about and told about its author, Arthur Stace, and how his life played out. And we wanted to come up with a story that showed honour to, to Arthur, showed honour to um, the people in Arthur's life, and also asked the question, where did the eternity story actually start? Did it start with Arthur or were there some other characters involved? And then also look at the people who are using the Eternity story today for whatever purpose and whatever means that they, they want to use it for. Yeah, so it's an ongoing story, an unfolding story. But, you know, some of our listeners uh, weren't even, 
you know, conscious or, or, or aware of what was going on in the 2000s. They're younger than you and I, um, Richard. So please just remind us, who is Arthur Stace? Arthur Stace is, if you look through the history books, you'll miss, you'll miss his name. He, does, he won't appear. But this, this uh, fellow called Mr. Eternity uh, does feature in Australian history, especially in our newspapers and in certain poems and, and um, short stories and so on. Arthur Stace was a fellow who went off to World War I as a way of, this, of uh, escaping a life of petty crime and alcoholism, being in and out of jail for all of his teens. World War I was on, and he had the opportunity to go and join the Australian Army uh, with the promise of regular pay, with the promise of a regular meal, and as a way of leaving behind this life uh, you know, from a broken home, being in, in and out of um, jail, on and off the streets, addicted to the bottle, um, the army for him was an opportunity to make a fresh start. He goes off to World War One and serves as a stretcher bearer and then comes back to Australia, goes back to the life that he knew, and then one day stumbles in to the Burton Street Baptist Tabernacle or goes along on the invitation. He'd been a Christian for a couple of years before that. And here's the sermon of a fellow called Reverend John Ridley talking about the echoes of eternity. And Arthur Stace was there and he had been mentored by RBS Hammond over at uh, Broadway uh, in the Anglican Church for a couple of years. But the thing about John Ridley is he was a World War I veteran as well and an ordained Baptist minister who was doing an outreach at uh, the, the Burton Street Baptist Tabernacle, which is now knows, known as the Eternity Playhouse Theatre. And Arthur Stace went along, heard the Echoes of Eternity message, felt prompted by God to write Eternity on the streets of Sydney, and started doing it that very night and for the next 35 years, anonymously for a fair portion of that time as well. No one knew who he was. Arthur Stacey's Mr. Eternity. That's the big mystery of, uh, of who he is. Yeah, so he was just some random writing Eternity. But, you know, you mentioned that he had a, a life of, you know, petty crime and alcoholism. Can you go into more detail, like exactly what sort of things was he up to? Well, when, when Arthur Stace was, um, you know, sort of 10 or 11, Unfortunately for him, his, uh, his parents' marriage had broken down and he was being looked after by his sisters. Uh, and his sisters were involved with the, uh, the underworld in, in Sydney um, and they were involved in some criminal activities um, themselves and they, were, they, they, you know, they, they owned a couple of brothels. And Arthur Stace's job was to be a, a cockatoo, which was essentially a lookout. And so what that means is whenever the authorities come, when they hear the police sirens coming or they see the police coming up the road, then he, uh, he yells out and says, police are coming. And then they sort of turn the place around and make it look like nothing has ever happened here before. And so that was what Arthur did throughout his teens. And being as part of that scene, um, alcohol and, um, and drugs were, were introduced to him, but alcohol really got a grip of him to the point where he was involved with petty crime, you know, stealing things and trying to sort of hock them off to whoever just so he could um, make enough money to go and buy another bottle of alcohol and drink some more. And so as a result of that, he had this life of petty crime that saw him, you know, moving between the gutter and then the jail cell and then back to the gutter and back to the jail cell. And so that, unfortunately, that was his teenage life. And, um, and uh, you know, you, you sort of wish it was different. But just remember, this was, this was a time before World War I um, where there was a lot of uncertainty going on in, in Australia and around the world. Um, you know, Australia was just federated in 1901. So our, as a country, we were only, you know, sort of 15 years old, if that, when, when Arthur was 
trying to find his way. Australia was trying to, you know, the Australian story was still being written in our formative years. And then we had this, um, you know, this, this, this talk of this war from overseas. And so, yeah, so that was Arthur's world. You know, he sort of got caught up in a whole bunch of uncertainty. And unfortunately, crime was a big part of that. Yeah, and this is before welfare, obviously, where people didn't get given money by the government. So if you wanted to feed a habit or even just survive, you had to work, didn't you? Or in his case, he just stole or, or, or did petty crime to, to feed that habit. But, you know, you mentioned he went into that Baptist church, and that's where God really called him to write eternity. But where and how did he get saved? Well, a couple of years prior, he, uh, Arthur Stace was um, – his stomping ground was Sydney. Right, like the CBD, George Street, Elizabeth Street. If anyone knows where Hyde Park is, that was where he would spend most of his time, you know, sort of begging for money or searching for food or whatever. Um, but this one particular time, he was making his way back to Redfern, and then they went past St Barney's Church on Broadway, and um, he saw a sign which basically invited all these homeless men in, and you could get a, a cup of tea and a and a rock cake um, on the proviso that you would put up with a sermon from a fellow called RBS Hammond. And uh, Arthur Stace was, was hungry and he was cold. And so with his mates, he stumbles into St. Barnabas Church and listens to, um, you know, RBS Hammond talking about um, um, uh, well, the gospel and how the gospel can turn people's lives around. And that was, that was the beginning of Arthur's faith journey. As the story goes, after that night, you know, having met... Um, Hammond and, and I guess the outreach team and having had a cup of tea and something in his belly, he's walking across Uni Park, finds a fig tree, falls to his knees and then gives his life to Christ. And the story goes that he has never had a, a drop of alcohol since that day. So it's quite remarkable. It's quite remarkable. It is remarkable. And I think it should encourage all of us that, you know, we, we most of us go to church on Sunday and maybe we're involved in church setting up or ushering or running the kids' church or doing the music. And you just never know, do you, who's going to wander into your service and receive Christ and not just receive Christ, but go on to have such an impact on so many people. And here we are today talking about this man who was alive more than 100 years ago and his, uh, his story continues. And that's what you've called this, haven't you? The Echo of Arthur Stace. Yeah, absolutely. So Arthur Arthur did most of his writing in chalk, so we called it written in chalk. And then the echo of Arthur Stace, you know, he's a fellow who um, um, he's a fellow who was was so captivated by the concept of eternity. And uh, you know, John Ridley, Reverend John Ridley, deserves a lot of credit for this because he was the one who, when he was in his room or wherever he writes sermons, who fell on his knees and 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 obediently wrote the eternity the Echoes of Eternity sermon, and then delivered the Echoes of Eternity sermon on that night. Um, but, but Arthur was so moved, and as the story goes, uh, Reverend John Ridley, towards the end of his sermon, under his breath, uttered the words, if only I could shout it across our city, uh, eternity across our city. Now, Arthur Space took those words, and uh, he didn't shout it with his voice, but he, he shouted it with, uh, with a piece of chalk for a very long time, uh, to the point where... He became no. It became his identity. He be, it became his um, his mantra, if you will. And be, because he wasn't known of he, what he, you know, the, the the figure of Mister Eternity was a mystery. And so, because of that, the newspapers started writing about it. It was highly visual. In in our film, we speak with a historian who says Arthur Stace was like Batman, and he had a, the Eternity was like his bat signal, but it was on the ground instead of up in the sky. You know. 
And it was one of those things where it was like, who is mystery? Who is this eternity person? It's a man. Where does he come from? No one knew. And so people were talking about eternity long before Arthur States was discovered and long after Reverend John Ridley delivered the sermon. Amazing. And, you know, isn't it amazing that that Reverend, his cry was, oh, could it be shattered across the whole city? And, you know, many, many years later it was, wasn't it, when the Sydney fireworks run, like you said, in the Olympics and also the end of the millennium, that it was shattered across the city. It's such an encouraging story, isn't it? Oh, you know what? You know, the, the story of obedience really comes through um, to, to me, and it's something that I try to capture in the film. We did our best, uh, obedience and grace, these two things that really captured uh, you know, grace first and then obedience was a sort of a couple of mantras in, in Arthur's life. And this whole idea of shouting it across the city, look, Arthur did a great job. You know, he passed away in, in the late 60s. And, um, you know, right up from then, from 1932 to 1967, you know, Arthur was just writing eternity on the streets. The story got picked up, as I said, by the newspapers. And then, you know, in the, in the 50s and 60s, it started getting picked up by various artists, you know, musicians and poets and writers and so on. Um, and then he gets picked up by this fellow called Martin Sharp, who, who ends up coming to Christ. I wouldn't say necessarily just because of the eternity story, but it's certainly part of the etern- you know, part of um, Martin's story. Martin started putting it on tea towels and, and uh, you know, haymarket signs in Sydney and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then it ends up on, uh, and, and so that was sort of part of across Sydney. But in our film, we reference eternity appearing in the opening ceremony of the Sydney Olympic Games. And it only appears for a couple of seconds, but in the distance, there's a screen uh, in the opening ceremony, and it says Eternity in Sydney, and then it appears in a couple of different languages after that. Now, when I saw that, you know, it's one of those things where you work on these films, sometimes you miss things, and it's not until you sort of sit back as a viewer and you start appreciating some of the things that, you know, some of the other team members or maybe even God does in, in the production process. When I saw Eternity translated in a couple of different languages, I thought, man, oh, man, I never really appreciated that, you know, John Ridley was talking about yelling it across or sharing it across the city. But here we are in 2000 sharing it with the world. You know, the world was watching the Sydney Olympic Games. And there there we had in the opening ceremony, um, which is, you know, opening ceremonies are by and large the, the largest viewing audience in the world on television. And eternity was emblazoned on the screens and interpreted in, in a couple of different languages. I just think that is just that that's worth celebrating. It, it actually is, Richard. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And I want to say to you, thank you so much for producing this documentary. And this is an important part of Australian Christian history. So well done, Richard. Well done. Now, if people want to watch this documentary or or, or learn more about it, there's a website, isn't there? Writteninchalk.com. Richard, I want to thank you so much, A, for making the documentary and B, for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And uh, just another little plug, it is available through Coorongs. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.